Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday Night, and of course, it's the Live Lounge here at Online Darts. I'm Phil Bars, joined by Jack Gobby-Garwood and Jala Thiessen. Gentlemen, good evening. Hi, boys. Hi, lovers. You're right. Right to be back again. And once again, sponsored by my my Live Lounge Monday is fueled by Fantasero. If Fantasero wants to sponsor us right now, that'd be lovely. Other uh, orange soft drinks are available. Seamless plugs. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no thank you. How are we, everybody? <laughs> Lovely to see the chat room already as busy as ever on a Monday. Nice to be back after my mm-hmm. internet being knocked out for 24 hours during the uh, during the last week. Big shout out to Lee yeah, uh, for covering for me as always. Uh, I can't I can't lie to you. Uh, I, I was very much already in bed by that point, by about quarter past eight last. I was like, well, I can't really do much else. I can't watch the show and I can't involve with it. So I was like, right, okay, I'll just go and sit in bed and go to bed. So nice to be back, though. Lovely to be here. Hundred percent. It's been it's been a busy few days, shall we say? Well, especially for the PDC, what they announced today. Is every time we get to one of these shows, we think, "Oh, we've got a couple of pro tours to talk about, or, or the super series." It is. We're like, "Oh yeah, we're uh, we're struggling. Well, what are we going to talk about?" And then, bang, 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 a couple of people open their mouths wider than I do, and all of a sudden, we've got an entire show lined up for you. What happens? My God, I feel terrible. My God, I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel terrible living your red rent free. <laughs> Uh, we all know where we're going with this shortly, ladies and gentlemen. But of course, uh, please make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on. And if you like our content, give us a thumbs up because there's plenty coming up over the next few weeks. That is for sure. Um, with all the interviews, the Premier League returns, and of course, the live league every day 
as well. It's all good. But all the usual suspects are in the chat room. Uh, Kieran, Jonathan, Reese, Andrew, Enigmatic Joker, how are you all doing? Winita's in, Missy Mad, there's loads of you in. Ollie, Max, uh, Sean, all welcome along to this week's Live Lounge. So we'll, we'll, we'll start at the beginning, gents. We'll start at the beginning. The Super Series. Very good place to start. Four days of Pro Tour action was back, and it didn't disappoint. No, it didn't. Sorry, I'm just trying to retweet and let everybody know we're live. Uh, no, it didn't. It was an interesting four days, actually. I don't think it quite went the way oh, we hello. expected it to. Well, well, that, that, that was me, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, see. let's see that this show is as professional as ever. That's what yeah. we do. I, I think after the first Super Series, we perhaps saw this one going a little bit differently than it actually turned out but I guess that's the beauty in the pro tours and the floor events that sometimes they are quite open people that carry good form don't get the results perhaps they deserve and, and that's sport isn't it so yeah it was an interesting four days um I think we, we picked a couple of winners outright between us but in a field that big that open it's incredibly difficult to keep doing yeah 100% it's, it's difficult to keep keep doing um but uh first of all before we dive in someone just asked is barry bates okay uh, yes he is his arthritis played up a little bit towards the end of the day but he's um he's had some painkillers and he's he, he's good so don't panic ladies and gentlemen about champagne he is um he's all good um so we'll, we'll start at the beginning and No, get, get, get the right one up. We'll get there in the end. <laughs> that's, what she, day, that's what she said. Day one winner. Yeah. Uh, day one winner was the history maker <laughs> and someone that had a very good four days when you put it all together. But he did win a title on day one. And the new speed merchant, Gob, is going about his business rather well. Deservedly so as well. He was absolutely brilliant over the four days in total. The day he won it, he was rock solid. The new pace just allows him that... He went in search of rhythm, and that's his own words. That That's why he upped the pace. And I just think when every single... When when all three darts are one action, rather than three separate actions, a lot there's a lot less to go wrong. There's a lot less to, to set up and... and it's difficult to explain, but when it's all one motion, which effectively is throw is now, there's no stopping, no pausing in between. Let's think in time about what can go wrong. And it's all one action. It's just so much easier to keep smooth, keep solid, and not make any mistakes on. Um, he's a player that's done this on the floor before. You can look back over the last decade, and Brendan Dolan has virtually been in the winner's circle in the majority of those years. It's just can he translate up onto the big stage now? But like I said, a fantastic four days for him, a solid start. Um, and the new pace seems to be working for him. Yeah, he was a danger throughout the, the whole thing, Jar, which was good. Yeah, he was he was very good. And like let's just let's have it right when we say this, that even throughout the entire series, like he he, he played well. He made the semi-finals of the next day. Um, what did he do after that? I think he made a quarter final 
on the on the Thursday, if memory serves me correctly. I'm just gonna have a quick look now at him. Who, who I know, you know sorry, he made a top uh, just beat him on the on the went on the Thursday. But I think he made a, a, did a little bit on the Friday, if memory serves me correctly, although of course that was over show, which I'm sure we'll we'll touch on a little bit later. But he looked like he looked like he was in really good form, is the donut. And like we haven't seen him what in this vein of form since well, arguably since he won those two titles in 2019. But even before then, there was a gap. And, you know, with the pace, look, as I've always said, pace works in darts. It always does. Uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a wider thing, that's a wider debate that we can have. But no, Donan, Donan looked good. And, you know, he donalized a lot of the field. He made he made two semifinals. He, made, he won a tournament. And then, yeah, fair enough, he went off on the Thursday. But he still did bits. And... You know, Dolanized his back. Who knows? Can he Can he make a, a little bit of a run? Can he? I don't know. <laughs> the, the chopper. <laughs> Please. We all love the chopper. Do you know, he's only what? He's, at the moment in time, he's, he's, he's what? 14 grand away from being a seed again in the World Championship. That would be uh, something sensational. Actually... As things stand, he's 29th seed going into the World Championships, which would be a huge boost for him because he automatically gets round to round two that way. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's the thing. And look, the form he's shown, he's going to go deep in TV titles as well. So that will soon, soon rise up. And, like, you know, he's also qualified for what? He's also qualified in, in the moment for the match play. He's in that... Spot. He's already got thirty grand on the race to Blackpool, so he'll be there uh, in the race for yeah yeah for the Grand Prix. He's top of the order at the moment, twenty six grand on there, so he's there for that. Dolan's good. Dolan will be that that player that no one wants to play unless Clayton still ends up as a non seed, which I don't think is going to happen. But the one seed at the moment that you would not want to play is Brendan Dolan. Simple as. No, hundred percent. Thank you very much, NJ Darts. The chat room absolutely alive again. And we're only on day one of the Super Series. Keep them coming in the chat room, guys. Remember, hit that like button as well. But from day one, we go seamlessly to day two. And it is the world number one and world champion, Gadwin Price's first title since January the 3rd when he was crowned world champion. And considering the night before on his Instagram, he was demotivated, didn't want to be there rocks up on day two and plays some absolute stunning stuff, Gob. Yeah, that's probably the biggest surprise to me. I backed him to win one before the event, but after day one, I was quite concerned. I was like, if he sat there in a hotel room, doesn't really want to be there, can't really be bothered, is putting things like that on his Instagram and hadn't really had the performances to back it up. His first Super Series, he pulled out after day two, uh, he was ill. Uh, Masters, not the best for him. Um, I, I was quite concerned for Gezi, but that is a massive win. Along with the two days that followed as well, actually. Solid, solid runs, beaten by very, very good performances when he was beaten. Um, that's a massive, massive boost for him heading into the Premier League, which traditionally has been yeah. a very, very poor hunting ground for him. Well, like, whilst, he had a great day. the rest of the but... field are playing like they are, Whilst the rest of the field are playing like Thursday, that, he now goes in as like third or fourth in the form rankings easily. 
Whereas before that, yeah, you were talking you about sixth or seventh. Yeah, but you can't. I'm sorry, like as long. I, I, no disrespect to Barstow, but there's a difference between Chaz Barstow and the world number one. The world number one should not be getting beat six two by the by the um, by Chaz Barstow. Sorry, it just shouldn't be happening. And no, like, I, I look, he played some Pro, great. Pro Tools are different. Pro nah, are different. not at all. You, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying yeah. that players can't get beat on the. No, I'm not saying that people cannot get beaten on the Pro Tour. Of course, anything can happen on the Pro Tour. But 99 times out of 100, a player without a tour card does not beat the world number one. Now, that to me is, a, is something there for Gezi, whether he's trying to take his, manage his schedule a little bit, I don't know. Because obviously there's no Euro Tour at this moment in time. But yeah, and yes, he made the wonders event uh, on, on player six and then obviously... One uh, made the final on, on PCA. And it's decent form for him, like, as you say, Gold, going into the Premier League, but I'm still a little bit worried about him. I still worry whether he is properly motivated to go in and do things on the telly like we can see that we can do because he, he just hasn't looked the same since he won the World Championship. And, you know, it happens. You've, you've reached your pinnacle in life as a darts player. You've won the biggest tournament there is. But now you have to... the re- the reason why Phil Taylor and Michael Van Gerwen, yes, Van Gerwen has ever re- retained the World Championship, and that's fine. But the reason why those two are the top two that has ever played the sport is because they sustained greatness. Lewis had a great spell for two years. Gary had a couple, two or three years, just why he's up there. Gezi can, he's got the ability to go and retain this World Championship and do bits as well and win any tournament that he wants to and plays at because he is, for me, among the top three most talented in the field. Let's see if he can do that. Let's see, uh, uh, to Gob's point, let's see him qualify for the top four of the Premier League for the first time. Let's see him absolutely demolish the field. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Hmm. I, I, I agree with Gob. I think going into the Super Series, there was huge questions around the Premier League 10. And Gazi, Gazi was one of them. But I think I agree. I think he's answered a lot of those questions already, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch yeah, on look, look, the environment, wrong. the manner of the way that he lost to Chaz Barstow will be disappointing. He should like, whilst I don't agree with the way that Jar phrased it, the one and one should not be losing to a ninety average, averaging eighty six and bombing yeah. out that way. If Barstow rocks up and throws a hundred at him or, or a high nineties and his gun is doubles, fair enough, good performance. But to lose to a ninety average, that's the games that. You didn't see the likes of Taylor, Van Gerwen, Gando, Lewis, Barney back in the day lose. They lost to good performances. But that being said, he goes and puts it right the next day again. So, look, he's shown two out of the four days he's still very, very good at darts. Um, and he'll be feeling a lot yeah. more comfortable <laughs> heading into that Premier League. Obviously, we don't know where Van Gerwen is. We're going to talk about another one of the ones that there was major concerns about before the Premier League, before this week, who, again, like Gezi, had a, a good Super Series. But the rest of them are struggling. Does a world of trouble without being disrespectful. Those, those performances weren't great. Nathan Aspinall, another one. Rob Cross, so hit and miss still. We're going to use Dimmy. the what is a Rob Cross line inevitably. Dimmy, I still don't know. I think the minute you put Dimmy on stage, A, completely different. And B, we're not sure. Had a run to a semi, didn't he? A quarter, maybe. A quarter, quarter. 
Yeah. Still enough there for D'Souza, but there, there are big concerns for a few of the field. And until four days ago, Peter Wright and Gerwin Price were included in that conversation. Now, they're not relegation threat with the form I've seen. Like, look, you can't say that about Price because Price has, ju- has made the semi-finals of the last two TV tournaments. He, w- he made a UK Open semi-final where he got outplayed in the first five legs by James Wade and that was that. And he made a semi-final at the Masters that went to a last legger against Merv. It happens, you know? And he just hasn't performed that great on the Pro Tour. Now, in that race to seven where it's going to be in the Premier League, it's a bit different. He has to make sure that he gets out the gate quick. That's what he has to do in the Premier League. Because that's... Price's biggest problem is that he doesn't win enough games in a prep. He draws far too many. And this year, in that field... In my opinion, certainly top two or three, maybe even one weakest Premier League field that we've seen overall at this moment in time, there's no excuses. World number one, world champion in that field, if you are not making the top four, I mean, look, anything can happen in terms of winning the league phase, but if you're not making the top four, no excuses, no hiding places, none. We'll come on to someone else shortly, but from there... On day number three, it wouldn't be a pro tour without a ferret title, and he's now the flying ferret. We've added we've, we've added some some syllables to his nickname, but Jar, he was again on day three sensational. I, I watched that day with you and with Luke. I think it was Barzi on the Thursday before yeah. nipping off for the final because I had because I had to go and write the report, and I and I was surprised at the way Clayton quite frankly pissed it he absolutely smashed it he dropped 20 legs all day he weren't even it weren't even close 6-3 6-2 6-3 6-3 there was the quarterfinal against D'Souza 7-0 against Jason Heber in his maiden PDC semi-final you know it's difficult and then he goes and beats James Wade 8-5 in the final he was never pushed Never went to a last leg decider. Dropped 20 legs all day. Johnny Clayton, for me, I mean, look, it's not it's not the biggest shout in the world at the moment, but Johnny Clayton's the most informed player in the world. If you're looking at it, Johnny Clayton is the most informed player in World Arts right now. And if he oh, doesn't not... make the... About to say, if he, if, he, if he doesn't make the top four, and I know we had to keep coming back to this, but if he doesn't make the top four in the Premier League this year someone will have had to have a fantastic Premier League in order to defeat him. Because since that World Cup, he has just not looked back. Yeah, no, look, he's, he's been absolutely sensational, Gob. And like you say, confidence in this sport does wonders for you. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm going to chuck one of my cliche lines out there. Winning becomes a habit. And Johnny Clayton is winning a lot and it's becoming a very, very big habit for him. Um, I, I go back to the MVG unbeaten running last leg deciders. When you've done that so often, so comfortably, you know you can come through it. Johnny Clayton is getting over the line in those scrappy games as well. Now he's coming through with big averages and he's maintaining those performances for the duration of the game. In the past, we've seen players put these in four or five leg spurts, tail off a bit get pushed back a little bit and then start to panic. And they're just not doing that at the minute. The minute a player gets out the gates quickly, they are maintaining it for somewhere between seven and and 15 legs. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait to see the ferret in the Premier League, which we'll talk about that more in a minute. But on to day four, someone else that had huge form concerns after what we'd seen through butchered equipment and javelin equipment. Snakebite, back in the winner's circle, playing with a dart that everyone in the world says he should play with more often. And surprise, surprise, back in the winning circle, got. Yeah, Big straight it. barrel dart for Snakey. The standard seven flight setup of reasonable length. His scoring looked ridiculously good throughout the day. He was his first nine average was like 113 for the entire day, which is ridiculously steady. Um, and his finishing wasn't too bad either. John mentioned that Clayton lost 20 legs all day. Peter Wright only lost 18. And five of them with Steve West and Steve Lennon. He brushed aside Jack May and Adam Hartley, O'Connor, Joe Cullen and Gerwin Price for nine legs between <laughs> them. <laughs> it sounds even more impressive when you put it like that. So, yeah, look, fantastic return to form for him. Three days in a row playing with the same equipment, possibly four. We didn't see him on stream on the opening day before he no. entered the competition. No, no. He played with the other ones on the first day. He said it in his interview with Dan. He only played with those for three days. And then three days where he had good results. Shock, horror, Peter Wright. Please, <laughs> for the love of God, play with either those darts or the darts you won the World Championship with. Because when he's on with them, the grouping of 180s on a pinhead, he could put 15 in that treble segment when he's on it. They just stand up. They're so tightly knit. The action looks so much better when he throws these darts as well. The follow-through looks ridiculously better. The, the difference in width of the barrel that he was throwing to the last Super Series to this one just means his, his grip and the way he releases his hand will be so much more used to that after he's thrown these for so long. And he needs to get out of the mentality that there's something in the darts, there's an extra percent to be found in the darts. No, it, it's practice now. You've done your practice hours. You've done your equipment. You know what works for you now it's all about what goes on in your head because it's not the darts anymore 100 agree in the chat room let us know over the four days who was your performance of the super series and who were you most disappointed with because we're going to talk about that now obviously for all the good results there were some absolute shockers gentlemen and after four days jock go with you first who are you most concerned about right now well, the biggest concern, I think, is that Lee Boyce of our team has actually tipped a winner. I mean, throwing a shit to the ball. That was nowhere. Snakebite on nowhere as well. Like, if you picked Wadey, if you picked um, Price or Clayton, fair play, right? But to pick Snakebite after the four, after the first Super Series of the first three days, solid. Well, but, so that's, that's the biggest surprise, but... My biggest concern, and I think a lot of people have said it in here already, Jackpot. He is in a world of trouble. Grouping did not look good. He didn't. The averages weren't good. Didn't really perform great. I don't think he made a third. I don't think he made further than a board final. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he just doesn't look himself, and they are. There are. 
serious questions with the way Adrian Lewis is playing right now. I really, really worry, really worry about him. And if he, if he isn't careful, we say at the moment, as it's a bit of a thing like, oh, surely there's no way he won't make the World Championships. But if he doesn't, at the moment, he ain't going to make the match play. He ain't going to make the Grand Prix. And, and some money comes off his ranking there. If he doesn't make the Players' Championship finals, he is in huge trouble. Agreed. Job for you? Yeah, jackpots up there. I'm going to do a bit of a Michael Vaughan here because I sat here last week or the week before saying I was I was not concerned by him at all. And after two weeks, I'm flip-flopping and changing <laughs> my mind. The performances weren't... <laughs> a, that, is a proper, that is a proper Michael Vaughan. That is a proper Michael Vaughan yeah. thing. Last week, the greatest team in well. the world. Next week. That's brilliant. Love that. Yeah. What, what a shout um, that is. Look, after the Masters, I wasn't concerned by Lewis. We knew he was defending a lot, but his action looked fantastic. He was jovial. He looked in a much better state of mind when he was competing. And I thought, here we go. He's, he's back. I'm not concerned. Super Series 1 performances were okay, not exceptional. Lost a couple of games he shouldn't have, but a bit of rustiness. You could shrug it off this Super Series. Changed back darts again. Back to the smooth ones. Horrendous. Uh, in, a, in a lot of trouble. Uh, a few more that had bad Super Series. Oh, Nathan Aspinall, back to the standard darts. Um, that that initial change because of how cold the venues were and looking for extra grip seems to have got to him a little bit, although he is another player that favours playing in front of a crowd. Um, so we're just waiting on that to come back. There's a couple of other names in the chat room as well. Someone said Vandenberg. Tommy said Vandenberg. Not overly concerned with Vandenberg. I think it's a bit harsh. Given the year he had last year, he's not defending an awful lot this year and he's had his surgery. So whilst we don't quite know what's going on yet, we don't have a practice actually putting gear in the Premier League. If he's still like this in six months' time, then yes, uh, maybe we can um, say that. Someone said Cullen didn't do his best. Cullen still earned £11,500 over the four days. Um, just because he what? won 23 and a half grand in the Super Series before. Um, yeah, Cullen, Cullen did steady. Uh, most disappointing was Barney. I'm Look, sorry. Can I, can I just, great I'm really given... sorry to interrupt, Gob. When I, Gob, I, I'm really sorry to interrupt. <laughs> but that Cullen, Cullen comment just really caught me cold. He's still number two <laughs> on the order of merit overall for the Players' Championships this year. And he didn't have a great Super Series. Do one. Yeah, eleven half grand over four oh, days. <laughs> I wish eleven and a half grand over four days was a bad super series. Uh, plenty Jeez. of players didn't earn eleven hundred quid, Jeez. let alone eleven and a half grand. Um, yeah, yeah. Most, someone, uh, Luke says most disappointed with Barney. Look, I think the the crest of the wave is on its way back down now, and it's can he motivate himself for the next one? There's a big gap between the next time we're going to see Barney play darts. And it's, has he got the drive to keep practicing, to keep going and get back to the level we saw him at Q School? That was the big target, that big goal right in front of him. I've seen it with a friend recently as well, how he was meant to be going to Q School, was playing really well, decided for financial reasons, couldn't quite go, and then saw his averages drop off in the next week. And I'm like, well, you've lost your goal. You've lost something to strive for. So you're just going through the motions. Barney's already effectively a match player. And uh, he's got his car back and he's got a win. So he's he's going through the motions a little bit this week. Obviously, he had the 
the health scare as well when he is uh, back in good health. We've seen it all over social media, a few posts that he, he's good and he's feeling fine after the scare on the final day. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's another one that being called out. I think People he's... that had good form, Steve Beaton. All I'll say is very quickly about Barney. I'll say this very, very quickly about Barney. Say this very, very quickly about Barney. Um, First of all, and the most important thing, is that thank God he's all right. That's the first most important thing of everything. Thank Christ, because we were on it. Obviously, we were on air on the Friday, and it didn't. For a while, it wasn't looking good. Um, Thank God it is. Um, But you talk about there being in the match plate. You do realise now, God, he's five grand off. He's five and a half grand off. Sorry, four and a half grand off the match play now. He's got a lot of work to do unless he goes and wins another Pro Tour. If he wins another Pro Tour, then I agree with you. He's in. But he's got to go and do something because, you know, you look at the like of Alan Suter, who's constantly picking up money. And again, I don't know. That, that's maybe talk about good form. You look at the way Alan Suter's been playing. If he keeps on going like he's going, another semi final, maybe first ever Pro Tour final, he could make the match play on debut. Yeah, I'll tell you, one of the disappointing ones I've got, and I, and I love the man to bits, was Anderson. Wasn't a good three yeah, days. Yeah, he was didn't, play, didn't play on the last one. Anderson only picked up a grand, I think. And for, for world yeah. number six, that that's not good form for for, for Gary Anderson fans. Mm-hmm. Well, you um, thought... For me. You, you, think that, you think that prior... Before the... Season started. You thought the top four in the um, in the Premier League would be Price, Wright, Van Gerwen, and Anderson before everything really kicked off with everything else. Now he looks like he could be floating about mid-table with the way that he's playing. He's still going to chuck in a ridiculous performance one night. It's just is he going to be consistent enough to back it up the following night and? We've, we've said this a lot about Gary recently, that he's one that is going to benefit from playing darts consistently and moving behind closed doors on consecutive nights should give Gary a little bit of a boost. It's whether or not it's enough to motivate him over that time frame to put the performances in consistently. You'd expect, even with him not playing to the to maximum level, he lost to Dirk twice, was it? At least once. Yes. Well, Morrid draw, Dirk was was superb against him. Like, you'd expect him to have enough to beat some of the other players in that field at the moment, which won't see him relegated. And then he can build on it from there and go at people once the season starts getting going again. He can get into the practice regime that he promised with with Ryan Sterling, etc. So there's worrying signs, but not yet, purely because of Nathan Aspinall's form and Glenn Durant's form. <laughs> and Rob Cross. Yes. So, with that in mind, the Super Series, Super Series is done. We'll come on to the talking point in a minute, but whilst we've just got this here, the race for the match play, who do we think is safe on that race for the match play table? I think that anybody over 25 grand already is safe. Do I think that you'll need £25,000 to qualify for the match play? Probably not. Purely and simply because there's no Euro tours. 
Normally, I'd be saying around about 25k gets you into the match play. I have got a funny feeling that you'll probably need about, I don't know, this is quite interesting because it depends on how many Pro Tours we get. Because if you notice with the Premier League announcement, they've split the days again. So I don't know whether they're going to play more Pro Tours and try and get as many Pro Tours as they can in the front end of the year to then go, we're going to play a load of the Euro Tours in the back end of the year. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think so, we've got one block coming up and I think we'll have at yes. least one other, if not two, is my gut. So on that basis then, you're probably looking at about what? 20 grand? I think? think I think Maybe. Darius might be all right. I think Darius... I, I think, A, I think these players are going to add to their totals anyway, the players that are already in green. But B, if you think Joe Cullen earned 11 and a half grand from four solid days, the actual pickup rate of prize money for everybody else below is not fantastic. When you consider how many spots there are below, how many people would need to do that, for someone like Mervyn King or Dirk van Dijvenberde to not get in, the last eight for four days in a row would pretty much have to be the next eight on the list. So you look at this, right? We had how many? 13 Pro Tours last year before the match play. Because we had the eight events that were being used before the before the pandemic, then we had five straight after that. And that also included a load of the Euro Tours as well. So we have to try and take that into consideration. But there was 22 and a half grand done there for, for Ricky Evans to qualify for the match play. That was last year. Now with no Euro Tour, you're probably looking at around about, what, 2025. 25 are the absolute max. So... I, I, I think that anybody currently who's got a two next to their name will probably be there. So that goes all the way down to Clemens, Ritz and King. But Dyvon Bode, Labanowskis, Jermaine, Marders, Ross Smith and Ryan Searle have all... Look, do I think Dirk will get that? Absolutely, I do. But I'm not ruling out Alan Suter yet. All the way down to somewhere like an Alan Suter, I'm not ruling out yet. You look at the way Scott Waits is playing. You think that he's going to be doing bits. Luke Humphrey's got to his got to a final. Obviously playing against Gerwin Price, he's now jumped up. Look, if, if there's about sixteen or seventeen Pro Tour events before the match play, look, we, we could be looking at about twenty twenty two grand again. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's, it's an interesting conundrum trying to guess it without the. Euro tour, so that, that's going to be interesting. Uh, in the chat room, a lot of discussion on it. Yeah, some some good points there in the chat room from you all as well. Someone asked about a dark light. Um, best two for me is the target corona and the windmill plasma. You look at this, Rob. By the way, um, here's an interesting one. You look at this, Ian White and Johnny Clayton. Now, obviously, they would swap because White would qualify for the match play just. Only just at this moment in time, but you look at that, they're only a thousand pounds off each other at the moment. And do you want Ian White? Would you want Ian White to be a seed at this moment in time? If Ian White wants to be a seed and try and avoid Clayton, because that at the moment is a mess, Ian White has dropped like a stone. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
that, that that's a little battle that, that's interesting there um, between Clayton and White as well. Um, we'll come on to that. Right. From here, after hmm. um, after the, Which one are we going to? the final on, on on day four, found a nice little picture oh, to go with it as well. Cute. That's cute. Aww. Look at the. Right win the right win the world. I think it's fair to say that said Dutchman is living in said Scotsman's head. Completely rent free at the moment. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I when I heard about this because I was I was I was away on Friday. I was uh, I was at uh, my wonderful girlfriend's house on Friday, having a nice glass of red wine, enjoying a bit of MasterChef, watched the quarterfinals when I heard, and then all I saw was. The chat, our chat going mental, ladies and gentlemen. And I picked up my phone and I saw the comment and I can't tell you exactly what I said, but you can guess it for something's sake. Why do this? Why do this? Because all you're doing now is adding more pressure to yourself. What was the comment that he made? Was it at, was it the Grand Prix, Barzi? Was it another Super Series event? When he talked about Van Gerwen no. going out of tournament, was it the slam? Yeah, it was. It was the slam, and the, the, the question that was asked was, and I still remember it very, very well because I was the one that asked it and deliberately didn't give <laughs> any players' names. The question was, Peter, with the World Championship on the horizon, where is your game heading towards Alexandra Palace? And instantly, he brings up Gerwin Price and Michael Van Gerwen. Right. And what happened the following night? Or was it no, sorry, three nights later. Three nights later, what happened? He went out. Correct. Uh yeah, okay. Uh what happened in the next event, Barzi? In the players' championship finals. He um he went out. He went out in the semi-finals to Mervyn King. Merv King. And Michael Van Gogh and Michael Van Gogh and won that title, didn't he not? Correct. Right. And what happened at the World Championships, Barzi? Just remind me. Uh, he, um, he, lost, he lost early to Gabriel Clemens. He did. And when Michael Van Gogh made the quarterfinals before getting absolutely destroyed by Dotes and losing one of the best performances he'd ever seen in his career, correct? Yes. Right. So the last three ranking TV titles... Actually, sorry, sorry, excuse me. The last four ranking TV titles, because... He also went out at the UK Open early in the fourth round to Dave Chisnell when Van Gogh made the semi-finals of that tournament. What are you doing? What are you doing? How can you... Just why, Peter, are you putting that much pressure on yourself? Because when... and it, well, Excuse me, I won't say when. If you go out of another tournament before Michael Van Gogh does... And if Michael Van Gogh goes on and wins a televised title, what does that make you look? As we said before on one of the podcasts that we did at the time, it, if you don't back it up and you don't talk like it is, you make yourself look like a prat. And he's in danger of doing so again. Stop letting Van Gogh 
live in your head rent-free, concentrate on your darts, do what you were doing in the last three days, the Super Series, and go and win a TV title. You've won two of them. Van Gerwen has won more than two, a few more than two. Just shut up. Stop talking. Well, we all know, we, we all know when we go back to events, it'll be my fault for staring it up, bog standard, but I'm a big enough boy to take that. Um, it's all about playing mind games, but you've got to be mentally strong enough to play them. Is he mentally yeah, strong enough to play mind games? A man that changes his darts as often as he does is not mentally strong enough. This game is more about mentality. And to be honest, I'm going to say this now, I genuinely don't think any of the field are strong enough to play mind games at the minute. I think it's so open, you're literally susceptible to a defeat from anywhere and anyone. We've seen that from the Pro Tours. We've seen that from the amount of different winners we saw last year. It's not the right time or place for anybody to be playing mind games. You do that when you're dominating, when nobody can get near you, and when you've got the confidence behind you. It's brilliant that Peter genuinely believes in his head that he is confident enough to start making these comments. But he hasn't backed it up in the last four attacks, like Jar said. Even when he went on to win the world, before that, he was talking about it way before it actually happened. And for me, don't get me wrong, Marco Van Gerwen is still a fantastic player, but the form he's in recently away from the floor, and all right, he's recovered it a little bit with the UK Open semi-final run, but he's not picking up titles. He's not your biggest worry. Trying to play mind games with somebody that you shouldn't be concerned about. Yeah. Just don't. It just, it, 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 and if you are that concerned about it, before just, you've even picked up a dart, <laughs> then go and speak to a sports psychologist because <laughs> you're in a world of trouble. This constant need to dumb. obsess around it is just ridiculous. Like, yes. call out the rest of the field. And to be fair, we've seen this from other players within the field as well. Let, let's not ham in on one person. We, we said on social media about Devin Peterson mm. doing it last year. And yeah. all right, he had an injury pretty much soon afterwards, but it still made him look pretty stupid. And I think that perhaps he would have picked the form up a little bit quicker or not tried to practice through it as much or along those lines. I, I, I think that. Those comments, knowing that he made them in the form he was in after getting into that little bit of a rivalry with Gezi for a couple of weeks as well, I think that pushed him further with that injury than he needed to go and made things worse. And don't get me wrong, comments like that for us three, sat here doing what we do on this show, gives us something to talk about, gives us something to write up, gives us something to push on social media to, to generate interest and conversations about darts, right? Keep going. But when it's the same stuff, over and over again from the same people that, that's not creating a rivalry. It, it's just not. It's just a bit ridiculous. All I'm going to say on this yeah, no, I... is this, okay? All I'll say, well, one final thought that I just had, right? Who has won a TV title more recently out of the two? MVG. Correct. So... The last TV title, the, the last ranked televised title, I don't necessarily give a damn about the rest of them because whilst they're, you know, lovely and all that, it is what it is. The last ranked televised title that Peter Wright won was the 2020 World Championship. 
Before then, his only other one, only other one, was the 2017 UK Open. He's missed multiple match starts, beat multiple to beat Mark Van Gogh on multiple occasions in big finals, as Rod Studd said before he called in the double ten, right? To win the title. Van Gerwen won the UK Open and the Players' Championship finals. He, he came close in the majority of them. Uh, he made a quarterfinal of the Grand Prix. He made the quarterfinals of the Slam. He made the quarterfinals of the Worlds. He's getting, he's getting close, right? Ain't getting there, right? The point of the matter is this. It's not good enough for, for Wright to sit there and say that unless he backs it up. He hasn't done it. It's nonsense. Nonsense. I thought the funniest thing is that Van Gogh wasn't even there. If he'd beaten him, one of the words, or he was gone on and, and Van Gogh was doing some talking, I completely understand the comments. I just don't get the constant need to try and start something that isn't there. If they're there and they're about to meet, fine, drum it up, give it some. You don't need to be trying to plant this seed when there's a potential that they don't meet for the rest of the year. They genuinely Sorry. might not play. Oh, they will do. Sorry. But they will meet a maximum of guaranteed one time at the end of the year. Just a correction. I did completely forget this, and this is my fault. Peter Wright did win the 2020 European yeah, European Championship as well, which is a ranked TV title. Please excuse me. Completely forgot that one. Yeah, but that, 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 that's the funniest bit that, for me, Van Gogh wasn't even there. And Wright still yeah. decided to bring it up. Which, don't worry, I will ask Michael about it. Don't worry. All I'll say is, is that I do, all I don't want for this now, okay, is for his supporters, when you do ask MVG, which you're allowed to do as a, as, as a content creator, not as a journalist, please excuse me, as a content creator, when you are allowed to, when, when you speak to MVG, you are allowed to ask that question. All I'll say is, is that this ain't you stirring up a rivalry. You're asking him his thoughts on the matter. That's what you're doing. I don't want his supporters to go all, to go all fuzzy about it. No, not his supporters, just one person. All right, yeah. all right. Also, right, a few in the Jake, chat room are well, yeah, the same. Jake actually makes a, Jake makes a good point, to be fair. With that European Championship, Wright didn't speak any nonsense. He just got on with his darts and needs to do that more often. Yes, do that, because you're very, very good. You're very, very good at darts. Just let your darts do the talking, Peter, please. Oh, 100%. Um, interesting. <sighs> right, another topic from the weekend um, which we're going to address, not this one in particular, but in, in, this is a general term here, but this this highlighted it. Obviously, Barney had a huge health scare, which it looks like it was um, because of his diabetes and, and his blood sugar and all that. It took a turn for the worst. But lifestyles within these bubbles, look, I appreciate that this is the only way these can happen at the moment, and this isn't a gripe at the PDC or, or anything like that because they've done magnificent to get them on. However, within these bubbles, does more need to be done for their lifestyle job? Because, one, it's not great living in these bubbles. And, and two, I'm talking about diet and everything that goes with it. It's not a great environment to be in for 
five, six days. It's not even the bubbles, mate. It's when they're doing this on consecutive weekends, four, five, six in a row, it's it's not great for players' health. It's not an environment that is conducive to being to a healthy lifestyle. Um look, it's it's difficult to talk about this, but the PDC and, and the powers that be spent a lot of time and effort trying to clean up the image of this sport. There is still a very, very large percentage of the field that will consume alcohol in large quantities every single time they play darts. Sorry, that's a fact. Just because you don't see it on TV, it happens backstage, it happens at the Pro Tours. The biggest gripe that a lot of players had at Q School was there's no bar, right? It's still a thing, it's still a factor, it still has a massive influence on the outcome of results as you see them, even if you don't notice it as much as perhaps we do seeing it firsthand. So that's in an immediate problem. <laughs> the timing, these are long, long days, right? With not a lot of breaks in between the game. So you literally have to get up early, have your breakfast, hope it's big enough, which probably means a fry up or, or something along those lines, then consume lots of alcohol. And then by the time you're knocked out or finished, chance are you're in a hotel and it's fast food or even restaurant food. So the 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 sport is not it doesn't look after the players and that's that's the lifestyle that's just the way the events run when you go to the Euro Tours exactly the same um, when you go to the big TV events it's a little bit different but still the players are in hotels it just depends how many days they get between games if they can travel to and from home um, yeah it, it just it's and the issue is there's not enough money in darts yet for the players to start expanding the teams they've got behind them. You look at other individual sports such as golf or, or tennis played at the highest level. Ridiculous amounts of money. They have coaches, they have psychologists, they have dietitians with them whenever they go travelling. These guys can't afford that, especially not the ones outside the top 32. Some of them can just about afford to get to the events and travel for the year round with sponsors and that sort of thing. We're in a, a place of limbo at the minute, but the sport even needs to find a massive, massive injection of cash that so can go to the very, very next level. Or we accept that that's not going to happen. The players have to keep trying to do it themselves and we get more health scares like Barney. Sorry. Really? <laughs> Mace coming in there with a, with a, with, a, with a killer question. No, I never never seen that. Never seen it before. Never seen it before, Chris. At all. No. The point. This is the point, right? That you've made eloquently, God, when you say this. I don't really want to add much more to it, but I'll give you an example. I was. I'll be very fortunate to be inside a Pro Tour event. Uh, went uh, just before 2019, just at the start of 2019, when we were covering. We were a new show at the time that you're wearing the wonderful shirt of tonight, Gob. Um, and I, I was inside the Pro Tour arena and the Saturday night, the, the, the guys go out for a, for a, you know, for a drink. They go out for a drink to play a bit of pool, to go and grab some food. They all go out, a load of them go out together. That's how they unwind. It's how they relax. Not being able to do that in this arena is difficult for the players. I mean, you think about it. Yes, you get you, you could be getting paid thousands of pounds for winning an event, 
But you think about it. You don't win any of those events at all. You don't win anything across that four events. You've got to pay for your hotel, pay for your breakfast, pay for everything. You can't really go out anywhere. You've been cooped up in a bubble. Mentally, I'd be shot. It just, it just is a fact. And you look at it and go, it's difficult for the players. It is difficult for the players to be in this environment. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want to be cooped up in a bubble for four days in a hotel where bars are closed, where everything else is closed, because it just doesn't doesn't feel like an event. And I think for some players in particular, where you don't stay on site, I mean, Barzi, you know, you and I have been very, very fortunate to go to, to go and have a drink with some players in the hotels after events, haven't we? And and you see a completely different site. And you see a completely different side to them. They can let their hair down. They can be normal human beings. Bob, you've had the same, haven't you? We've all, all three of us have been fortunate to be in that position. And when you're not able to be in that position with with people, it does take an effect on your mental health. It, it has to be. Yes, 100%. Speaking of bubbles... The Premier League announcement we've been waiting for. We now have all the dates and Milton Keynes, the new home of World Darts until the summer at least. Now, the blocks are there. We knew about two of them, but they've confirmed that the rest of it will be held at the Marshall Arena at MK. But in the press release we got today was interesting. They still hold out hope that that final block, there may fans in which is interesting and great potential news it'll be interesting to see that they've done wonders every time we've seen a television event for the last year to 18 months um the way they've, they've set things up and the marshall arena will be no different we, we've seen the level of commitment from barry and matt trying to get Darts events as top of the very list for volunteering for um, trial events. We've seen before they did the snooker, they had the opening night of the World Championships as, as test events, and they will work their backsides off to do it again. That opening night of the World Championships is one of the most safest environments those people in that room have been in for about a month and a half, at least. They'd have been to supermarkets and, and travelled about and, and God knows else what. The way they set it up, all the rules, it was ridiculously safe on that opening night. Um, and they will do the same and they will follow any requirements and restrictions and it will build an atmosphere. And look, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're potentially two and a bit months away from seeing fans inside a sporting arena. It's different for football and, and fans going back outside. But inside a sporting arena, if there's a way to get it done, Matt and Barry will. Yeah, I think interesting news as well. The Crucible has been confirmed as a test venue i believe is it two three hundred per yes. session which is interesting and it's a start and that's in april so if that goes well we could potentially see 500 a thousand fans in those that last block in may which would be amazing for the players Yeah, we going there. God, sorry, mate. We've I was, been I was, missing I was, it. I was, we saw, you know, Motler. We saw the effect the crowd had 
at the European Championships and we saw, albeit a smaller crowd at the World Championship, it just felt back to normal. It just felt different. It, it felt so much better. It's what we've been missing. It's what we've been craving. It's what just adds the icing on the cake. And yeah, the, the sooner yeah. they're back, the better. Yeah, 100%. Um, in, in the chat room, what do we all think? Do we think there is a genuine possibility of fans at these events? Let us know. And just, just looking at it, obviously, we've got two blocks up until judgment night, uh, a five and a four. And then afterwards, it's just free for all. We've got three. And then we will play to a winner of the 2021 Premier League. I'm guessing you, you, as a player, obviously Peter's joined us in the chat room. As a player, you you have to approach this. Is it a block at a time? For for you, God, obviously having played darts at a half decent level on the Dev Tour, do, do do you do you do a block at a time? Um, I guess so. The focus is on that first block. Five weeks is that that's make or break for your season right there, pretty much. You you can't win the Premier League in those opening in that opening block, but you can lose it. You can be out of the running for it pretty much straight away. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of darts we played after that. But a bad start, pressure on yourself, difficult performances, let games that perhaps should go your way get out of your way. Um, and you're massively up against it to start with. So yeah, you approach it block at a time, but I think, look, any sportsman that stands there and tells them they looked at the draw, they haven't planned their route to anything, is lying to you. And not only are they looking at those blocks, they'll be looking at the fixtures, knowing, look, if a player's got a more favourable draw at the minute, considering form for the last four nights, heading into judgment night, they'll be looking at that as to where to pick up their bank of a point. So they'll be trying to peak for that, make sure they don't lose that. It's, it's the same as any sport. You, you hand-pick your fixtures in a group, in a in a league phase like this. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, obviously, people like Aspinall, Price, that I, I think they're the two, arguably, that have suffered more than anything. If they could be in contention, if from some fans come back in, that would give not just those two, but all of them, a huge boost as well, potentially in those final few nights. Massively. Look, some of this field are in there because they won tournaments without fans, but you look at them and you look at their performance in the past and there's only really one player in that entire lineup that I'm looking at going, they might be worse off with fans back. And that's Jose de Souza. Everybody else is going to feed off that crowd, is going to live off that crowd, has been on that big stage environment before and had success or relative success there or big performances there. Jose's the only one who hasn't really done that. The last time he played in a big, big crowd at World Championships, lost early. Yeah, no, com- completely agree. Uh, I think Jake says in the chat well, room, the fans... Do you on the Euros? Uh, yeah. You know, he, he um, has one of the Euro Tour before with fans. Um, Jake says, will the fans have to social distance? Because pointless if they do. Look, I think up until June 21st, 
there are still social distancing measures in place. However, you saying it's pointless, I disagree. I was lucky enough to be at the Worlds for the opening night and the only night there was fans in the building. And even though it was social distance, it made a huge, huge difference. It was, it, it, it was huge, absolutely monstrous, because there was still an atmosphere, there was still a noise in there. So even if they are social distance, they still enjoyed themselves, they still cheered the 180s, they booed the doubles, they, they did what dark fans do. And I think that can have a huge, huge effect. But in terms of social distancing, look, the, the plan and the, the roadmap still says the match play will be normal at the moment. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, right, you look at it and go, what, 21st of June, would it happen? I don't think it will. You know, everyone's looking at this negative news at the moment coming over from Europe in terms of the third wave that's uh, supposedly sweeping the continent, as it were. Look, we are just going to have to be patient, unfortunately. And we know that a lot of people in the chat room, as we can see, are fed up with it. Look, we're fed up with it. We don't want to be doing this virtually anymore. We want to be doing it in person with you guys having a laugh on a Monday night. That's what we want to be doing it with. But until such time as the government allowed us to play nicely, we don't want to risk it. And that's the thing. So, look, patience is the word now. We, I, I do genuinely think that we've turned a corner. The vaccine programme in particular in our country at the moment, the United Kingdom's going down pretty damn well. Um, I'm, I've got a holiday booked to Lanzarote two days after the Premier League finishes. Whether that goes ahead is, a, is another issue entirely at this moment in time. Um, but look, we, we're just going to have to be patient. And I'll tell you what, if we can get into Blackpool and it is a normal match play, how lovely will that be? Oh, up there with the, 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 the very best is, is the thing. Yeah, normal match. Uh, pop world, please. Please. <laughs> please, back into pop world. Yes. Uh, yes. Right, guys. It's that time. We are going to throw the chat room open. Because question time goes down so well, we've opened it up a little bit. We're going to go a little bit longer with your questions because... Everyone seems to like them. So, the chat room is yours. Boys, go through any ones that we've already had. Um, and, and and let's go. Fire away, guys. Give us your best. Give us your worst. I think we'll let the political conversations die down a little bit and the validity of yes. wearing masks and social Sincere and does the vaccine work? We we can all debate that in our own times. If you've got any yeah. dark this is, this questions, is, is it, please. I get we start. Well, I've, I've got one for Peter in the chat room because he said I would love a normal match play. Going back to the final with Phil, do you regret giving him the walk on? Peter Wright, how many majors will Michael Van Gerwen win this year, lads? Well, you think it's naught, don't you? So it doesn't matter what we think, <laughs> mate. <laughs> it's about what it's what you've said before. Um, right. I think he'll win three, Could by the way, Pete. I think he <laughs> will win. 
I think he'll win two. Uh, question. <laughs> very, very quickly. Uh, <laughs> more than you, Peter. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Jonathan Roberts asks, could we do set play on the Euro Tour? Oh, interesting. No. I'd like the concept no, no. of it. I like the concept of it, but it's just not going to happen because it would just then not throw off the Euro Tour, wouldn't it? It just wouldn't work. The problem with the Euro Tour is the same with the Pro Tour and trying to mix up events there. It counts towards the final order of merit for the European Championship and the Players' Championships. You're just not going to randomly chuck in some different format events to camp towards that at the end. You're just going to play straight up leg play. Yes, it'd be brilliant to have a little bit more variation in some of the events, but I don't see that happening with the Euros or with the um, players' champs. Look, if, but we, I keep going back to the interview Barzi did with um, with Barry a few weeks ago where he spoke about this year is just about resetting, getting rid of everything back up and running. The next year, they go in global again they're going to attack new areas of the world and, and try and grow the sport even more with that i genuinely think they might try and vary some of the formats to to suit things we see around the world whether or not we'll see a steel tip game of cricket i'm not quite sure but we might see something a little bit more varied to try and draw in the new market so yeah Um, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Reese asks, if you <laughs> had to says, pick one who person... Who are you three backing so I know not to back? <laughs> who, who said that? <laughs> Stephen Cottis. Who are you three backing so I know who not to back? <laughs> That's a good question, to be fair. It's a good point. Uh, right. Reese asks, if you had to pick one person to throw a leg in 12 darts or less to save your life right now, who are you picking? That's easy for me. Right now? Yes. That's easy for me right now. There's only one player that I Johnny could pick. Clayton. Correct. It's the correct answer. 10 points to you. Me. Fuck it. I've had enough. 10 points for Gryffindor. <laughs> 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 um, Malachi asks do you think I'm crazy for putting an each way bet on Vandenberg for the Premier League yes yes uh, look <laughs> this minute this time last year or after the slam maybe not but yeah world of trouble now no at the moment his, his knee looks in. he still doesn't look confident with it I'd say he's probably second favourite to go down right now if you want me to be really honest Probably second or third favourite to go down. Interesting. Um, Missy says, what's your favourite well, walk-on tune? Let's not, we've done our walk favourites, but we've never, or what we've put, we've never done what's our favourite of the current crop. I'm going to say, oh. I'm going to say Chris Doby, Hollywood. Great tune. Absolutely love it. Works as a walk-on <laughs> superbly. <laughs> what's your second one <laughs> they <laughs> Just in case he's watching. That's what happened last. Um, <laughs> that's what happened last. Lad. <laughs> Duh. Um, What's your second favourite then? <laughs> For me, Current my favourite is. My favourite is. 
Uh, uh, genuinely, he's the ferret. I've got to love. You've got to love a bit of Chuck. You got to love a bit of Chuck Berry. When Johnny B. Good comes on, how can you not love that song? Belt. Mine is Nathan Aspinall, Mr. Brightside. It got, it gets Still, in the charts. Still in the top 100. Still in the top 100. That will never leave. Forget the calendar ticking over in the world ending. The world will end the day that Mr. Brightside is not in the top 100 weekly chart for the UK. We're in a world of trouble when that happens. Yeah, 2004 did that come out? Hot fuss? Something yes. ridiculous. Yeah. It was. It was, it was uh, 2004 because it was a question today on Popmaster. There you go. I just remember it because it was the same year as the streets of Grand that come for free. One album. One album that was. Yeah. Um, um, yeah um, so, God, what's yours? Mine's, mine's Nathan Aspinall. Oh, Tony O'Shea, DJ Oxy, Hey Baby. Stolen by Max Hop. Yeah. Shit, that. I stopped using it after he did. Depends on whether he wins a TV tour or not. Because if you don't win a, if it's just outside the top. Because if you don't win a TV, if you don't win a TV tournament, then he ain't going to be in the top sixteen. Um. If he wins one, I reckon he'll be top 10. But if he doesn't win one, it will probably be around about 18, 18, 19. Yeah. I'm going balls deep. Dirk Van Dijvenbroder will be 13 in the world. Would he win a TV title? No, but I think he'll make three semi-finals. (laughs) That is bold. That go, is go, big or go, go, go big or go <laughs> home as he's only making semis. Yeah, all right. Wee. <laughs> uh, George, how many majors will Matt Edgar win? Um, he's got to start winning some first rounds on the Pro Tour first, buddy. Uh, <laughs> one of them weeks for him. Off the back of the last Super Series as well. Um, needs more results if we can even start considering majors. He's, he's got to start winning... Get to board finals minimum. Stepping stones. Paul yeah. says. Uh, so Paul the PDC G, thank you very much, lim- mate. Yeah. Yeah. Paul says. So the PDC doing a limited edition of the Ultimate Dark Cards, the Premier League, but there's one player missing. Snake bite. Do we speak or do we not speak on that one? <laughs> he's, in, he's in the chat room. Ask him. Snakey. It is disappointing for me. Why is that not, you're going to release a. An ultimate card set like that. I want all ten players. It just looks a bit daft for nine. In my opinion. Um, so here we go. Uh, where should the knockout stage of the Grand Slam? Jose. Was that good? Yeah. Um, where do you think Jose will finish in the Premier League? Seventh. Won't be anywhere close to. He literally will go mid-table. Will be nowhere near the top four, yeah, but mid- nowhere near the nowhere near the relegations. Seventh. 
the mid-table finish yeah, uh, mid, season one of the Premier League. Mid-table, sixth or, six or seventh, but not challenging the top four. Uh, you Gob? Where will Suter be by the end of the year? Great question. Ooh. I think Ooh. if he's not in the top 64, he'll be very, very close to keeping his tour card automatically after one year and he can build him. His, his pro tour form has been superb. Um, if he can sneak into the match play, he's not a million miles away. Probably better place than Barney now, to no. be fair. Um, or even qualify for maybe a couple of Euro tours at the back end of the year. Um, when they do become a thing, sneak into maybe the slam by the qualifiers. Um, yeah. Just that's well, this, is, this is a question as well. In. You didn't tell us where you thought the Jose would finish in the Premier League. Good question. Seven. <laughs> um, Danny has said, should the knockout stage of the Grand Slam go to set play? Oh, that would be nice. That would make the Grand Slam more interesting. Would actually make the Slam you interesting. Yeah, for me, you can't mix up it a tournament between leg and set play halfway through. Yeah, you say that, but like it's a yeah, group but you can't have a ranking that. event that you invite eight BBO players for now, and, and God knows else what they've done it all sorts for the Grand Slam, mate. If there's any event where you can yeah, mix about, you... mix and match, and do whatever. But... It's the same. This year yes. will be PDC only, though. This year yeah, will be PDC but what only, they going to so do? It's going to be a true ranking event. Yeah, there'll be a few invites. Yeah, but yeah, there'll be a few invites. Won't there? I don't there'll think be there will. Challenge Dev. So that makes so that makes the slam think, completely pointless. I don't think. I don't, I don't think there the will. Time, listen to what listen listen to what Matt said in the interview. I genuinely think it will just be winners and runners up of majors. And then they'll fill the rest of the spots through qualifiers. So it makes the slam completely pointless. And I still like it because it's a different like, format tournament where you have the groups and you've got to come through the group. Yeah, but then as soon as the, yeah, you come the, through leg, the, group, the leg races you then play are way too long. The, the back end is and then you're playing best of 19, and then you're playing best of 35 matches. I mean, in this sense, you're playing best of 35 matches, one in the afternoon and then one in the evening of best of 35. Come on now. Play it set play. Make it set play. Make it different. Play it in leg play to start with, and then move it to set play. It would, be, it would make the slam more... In, it would actually make the slam... What it was not, uh, you know, unique in that sense as it was before when it was the PDC versus the BDO. Would like it. Good question here from James. If Price goes back to back worlds, do you think he'll make it past two million on the order of merit this year? Or sorry, at some Ooh. point. Ooh. Well, he's on what now? Just looked at it. He's on thirteen oh two. So if he were to do that and then go and I don't know, maybe go and win a match play. Maybe yeah, win he's a match hundred grand coming off as well for the uh, after the slam. Second slam. Yeah. So you go and win a match play. 
So you probably need to win the world in at least two other TVs. Let's do it. If he goes back to back world, it's doable. Have to go and slam or Grand Prix potentially. Prix or Euros potentially. And defend some of the slam. Yeah, eight hundred forty-three at the minute, and he's on one point one five. He's defending off a mill this year. If you take off the worlds. So, because he made it World Championship semi-final, didn't he? So, we've still got 100 grand there coming off. So, if you mm-hmm. were to make that and were to go in back-to-back worlds, I reckon it's doable. I reckon it could happen. Yeah, 100%. That's an interesting one. Oh, Jackson. Is Taylor's run to the 2017 match play title the toughest run to a televised title ever? No. No. It is not. There's one other. Thornton UK Open. Thornton UK Open. Thornton UK Open. That is Thornton a mess UK Open is of the a most run. Ridiculous run I've ever seen. Ridiculous. Was that 2012? I think so. Okay, I'm just I'm just looking through it now, just so I'm. Uh, where is he? Right, I'm just looking through on Wikipedia, just so I know which way he's going. Okay, so he started on the Friday in round three, and he played Mark Webster. At the time, very, very good player. Beating Gary Anderson, World fi- uh, previous World Yeah, Premier League, Gary Anderson, and former World Finalist. Beating Dennis Priestley, round five. Wes Newton, cheers, and then going through and beating Taylor. That's a tough draw. That's a tough draw to get through that. Yeah. 100%. Premier League, Wes Newton, former BDO World Finalist ages, and not long after he switched over and had Phil Taylor in a final. Ridiculous. Robert Thornton was the best top hitter in the world for a period of time. That's how he won a Grand Prix as well. He was absolutely ridiculous on it. And to be fair, Barzi, got him out of trouble a little bit today in the live league as well a few times from what I saw. He still knows where that segment of the board is. Yeah. But- but to be MVG, fair, and they said as well, MVG's UK Open last year was tough as well. But but to be fair, this is the run that Taylor had to go through in the 17 match play. All right. He played Gezi, who at the time obviously wasn't to the standard he was, but he's still a decent player. I was there for that. Gezi hit a 170 in that game. Uh, then he played Barney, who was still reasonably okay at that point. He then did, did, dismantled Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah, 11-3. Van Gerwen then dismantled Van Gerwen. In, Taylor, sorry, Taylor then dismantled Van Gerwen in, an absolute, in, in arguably the biggest bear pit I've ever seen. Then he beat Adrian Lewis, 17-9, and then beat Peter Wright, who had, who had won the UK Open that year, 18-8. Not a bad run, that, to be, to be fair. But like you say, is he, no, do you know what? MVG's UK Open, nah, I'm not having it. Because Cross and Gurney on, on the finals day were shocking. They hadn't been playing great all, all the time by that point. Gurney even having about had about 17 lives, never mind nine. Yes, he played Aspinall. I mean, if, you're going, and, uh, average just, if you're going off that, though, then the same stuff Taylor's match played because Barney was shocking. And he could have got, and he should have been out to Jason Lowe. 
Let's not forget that. I averaged 98.92 in that game with Taylor, as we're reliably informed yeah. in the chat room. That's not shocking. Yeah, but if I remember rightly, no. that was a scoring average because he didn't get many darts at a double. So it was a bit of a false average. If oh, I, I, I love right. when that happens when I'm playing up mine. <laughs> I think no better, there's me, no better thing to do than play somebody online that kicks your ass. Your average looks unreal. Don't get a chance to miss yeah, that's, that's, that's the point. Look, for me, MVG's UK Open run was slightly better than it was for the final. If you actually look at the quarter in the semi-final, the players that he was playing at that point and the way they've been playing all weekend weren't that great. And he should have got beaten by Jason Lowe, who, if he didn't manage to hit a double in that first five legs... First 10 legs, he could have whitewashed him. He had darts to win every single leg of those 10 legs. Let's not take the piss here. Um, Peter says, I still remember the final. Yes, mate, the pineapple trousers. We remember it. Um, um, Ant says, what Phil, what's with the curtains tonight? Well, to be fair, I've been rocking this tonight, I think. It's keeping out of my eyes. <laughs> Well, wow, so there's a couple of other questions. That... Who's? Jose's Grand Slam. Stand by. So I could look at this. Stand by. He's getting the stats out. <laughs> I love, you know me, I love the stat. Let's have a quick, let's have a quick, let's have a quick, let's have a look, let's have a look. Um, Right. So, the Sousa, I mean, to be fair, the group was tough. Michael Smith, Christopher Tyski, and Lisa Ashton. Okay, I'll give you that one. Chizzy in the, in the last 16, who just got to a Grand Prix semi-final. Yeah. Michael Smith. Yeah, okay. He was playing decent enough stuff. Simon Whitlock, who had just beaten Van Gerwen. And then James Wade, who is arguably the most consistent player in 2020. Um, apart from Gezi, uh, it's it's not a twenty-seven. Yeah. Do you know what I'll say this about it though? I say that MVG's UK Open run was probably tougher than that. Yeah, I think the absence of a of a top three player on their game is is what doesn't give Jose that there. Yeah, it's not an easy yeah. draw by any stretch of the imagination, but the absence of beating one of the top three or four over a sustained length that was, yeah, that's missing. Someone asked in the chat room who will be the first challenger for Wayne Warren's Mad World Championship. I don't know. Um, the the gauntlet or whatever it's called is out at the moment, the, the mini tournament to become mandatory challenger. But I would love to see Wolfie do it. I don't know if he will or not, but I would like to see Wolfie. Love to see Wolfie with that belt. <laughs> To be fair, do you know what? In the chat room now, people are bringing up tough runs to the World Championship, you know, tough runs to cycles. Jonathan just brought up cross, saying cross the... Cross-world championship has got to be out there. Not really. Like, you said, through Dimmy, um, Bully Boy, MVG and Dimmy Taylor. at the time wasn't... Yeah, but Dimmy at the time wasn't anywhere near the, the standard that he was. Yeah, okay, he just won the World Youth, but... 
come on now. But they still played um, well yeah. in those games. Jimmy, push, Jimmy yeah. pushed him as well, from what I remember. Then Michael Smith yeah. actually won more legs. He did, I was there. The round was... No, hang on a second. So, Cross uh, survived match starts against Bully Boy, did he not? In that game. If yeah, says I think Bully Boy won more legs. He played Sago Asada to start with. Okay. He then goes and plays Michael Smith. Yeah. Okay. John Henderson, nah, you know, not the toughest of games. Then he's got Vandenberg, who was 5-1 up against at the time, who then uh, got it back to 5 all. Remember that day, clear as day, because I was actually there on that day. Lewis just beaten Webster 5-0 and, di- and Cross, uh, sorry, uh, Cross was 4-1 up on Dimmy, excuse me. Um, and J- Webster just beat, uh, sorry, just got beat 5-0 by Jamie Lewis. I was thinking, bloody hell, it's going to be a quick afternoon session, this. And then Van Gerwen against Cross and then Cross against Taylor. But Taylor, by that point, he was done with the game. He didn't care. So, again, it's up there, but it's nowhere close to the, the Taylor match play runner 2017 for me. It's up there, but it's just not the same one because Cross survived match starts. It wasn't like he absolutely smashed players all over the place, whereas Taylor did. Um, Thomas says, should there be more double start tournaments? I don't know necessarily double starts, but I'd, I'd said it for a while. I'd like to see some more variety in the tournaments. That's why I liked the Champions League, um, the Slam, because there's something slightly different than just the norm. I like the cha- the Champions League needs um... to be like a proper football Champions League for me. Top 32. Random groups, so you have a top eight seeds and then go, put them all into random groups. Then no pissing about, no last 16 games, top eight of the two, whoever's the top eight of that group, quarterfinals, straight in, random draw, bang, away you go. That'll make the Masters a lot better, I think, for me as well. The... It'll take a while, but I quite like the British pentathlon that's played down at Chelsea. think that would be interesting i would genuinely still love a cricket tournament yeah or something like the snooker shootout i think that's what's next a bit of razzmatazz and a bit of fun where it's like a winner stays on or a one leg one thousand and one and it's just one leg thousand and one would work yeah i i I love the shootout idea world pairs World pairs, or we've said it multiple, multiple times, and we've discussed teams. And actually, these lineups have probably changed a bit at the minute, but some sort of Ryder Cup format, a big team competition. Yeah, yeah two, two things that you've said there. One, I know Mason's in the chat room, but probably before your times. But the world pairs, um, I think Mace played with was it Steve Roy you played with Mace? But watching the pairs on Sky was was brilliant. But I do love the Ryder Cup type format over a weekend. Please. I do love the sound it's of literally that. the only sport that Matchroom are involved in that we don't have something like that in as well. All right, Snooker's got the shootout and you do have a World Cup in Snooker, but it's not brilliant. But you've got your pool, you've got your Weber Cup in the bowling. 
Uh, you've got your Moscone Cup. You've got the Ryder Cup. You've got all these great events that Matchroom have had their fingers in at some point. Not necessarily the Ryder Cup, for anybody calls that out, but they all exist and they're all brilliant and they're all massive, massive weapons in the Matchroom armory. And I'm very, very surprised Darts hasn't done something like that. Mason completely agree. World Cup needs to be pairs all the way through. I think the entire population has been saying that for a good number of years now. Hopefully, the PBC take note soon. Because the best thing about the World Cup just gone was that all of the quarterfinals went to pairs matches and they were, they were superb and that was the excitement there. 100%. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Because, like you say, normally the singles just get boring. It's just like, yeah, same old, same old. Um, so, yeah, someone asked Wesley Harms to win a major. Again, I'm going to use my um, my famous saying, I've got more chance of shitting in the Queen's bed. Because, first of all, you've got to turn up. <clears throat> yes. Um Chris Ballard, who would you say had the easiest run to a TV major? Ooh, interesting. Interesting. That's a very easiest interesting question. TV major. Ooh. It's got to be a European um, that just opened up at some point. Or a UK. Um, if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be a UK. I'm about to say. I was gonna. I'm just. Do you know what I'm? I'm looking at straight off the bat. I'm looking at a particular UK from the first ever one potentially Bartlands. Look at this. So Adrian Lewis went past Ronnie Baxter, Ronnie Hybrex, Barney, yeah, Mentor, Merv, and then Terry Jenkins. That was for 2014. The first ever one at mine. <laughs> 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 they were for him, to oh, be fair. Oh. He breezed through them. You know, um, John Part 08. John Part 08. John Part 08. Yeah. Oh, funny as you say that, I've got the 08 World Cup as we speak because that's what I was initially thinking. Andy Smith. Mensal Sulevich, who was pony back then. Alex Roy. Yeah, still is now, to be fair. James Wade. Wade was the toughest one. Kevin Pater and then Kirk Shepard in the final. That's up there. Yeah, that's it. It's up there. What well a John Park. That's Park wins that. John, John Park's right. 08 world title is right up there. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll have a this... look at I'll have a look one name in the 08 World Championships that they'd like to um, block from the copy. But Tony Eccles played in that one. Did he? (laughs) Wade 2008 (laughs) UK (laughs) Open. That's popping up a lot, boys. Or Payless players. Let's have a look. I mean, mean, Ando's 2018 UK. Yeah. That was pretty pony. Taylor's Taylor's 11 match play. Mark Hilton, Wayne Jones, Wes Newton, who was pony by then, Andy Hamilton and James Wade. No, that's steady enough. 
No. Newton Hammer Wade. Come on back, now. Newton Hammer Wade back then. Newton Hammer Wade back then is a tough draw. Well, to, to be fair, James Wade yeah, 09 maybe. Thorne, Painter, Lewis, Merv, and Jenkins. No, that's steady enough. In 09. No, in 09. Yeah. Lewis wasn't uh, to the point where he was. Merv had just come over from the BDO. Uh, and Jenkins yeah, was Jenkins. Finalist and win my world master, wasn't was Merv? Jenkins was very, mm. very difficult to beat until you put him in a final. Mm, I don't know. I'd I'd say that's a pretty pretty steady draw. James Wade UK Open is 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 up there. Justin Pipe, not oh. the best. Steve Brown, yeah. Ronnie Baxter, Alan Tavern, Vincent Van der Voort, and Gary Mawson in the final. Oh, 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 God. Oh. Oh, 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 that is a stinker. Barney, you can yeah, You have to play Barney Taylor. Yeah, any run that includes Taylor is not easy. Sorry. If you have oh, to no, be sorry, the greatest start six. player of all time to win anything, world of trouble. You mean the second greatest? Yeah. Oh, May says that's a good one. Kevin Painter's Players Championship. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, no. Barney had to play Taylor. To be fair, Barney had to play Taylor in the quarterfinal and absolutely demolished him eleven four. Let's have a look at Kevin Painter's Players active? Championships. Mm. Was that twenty ten? I think it was. Let's have a look at this. Back at the tavern. Oh no, that was a twenty ten story was um was Nico. Twenty eleven it was. Okay. So we had Colin Osborne, uh, Gary Anderson, Merv King, Scott Rand, and Mark Webster in the final. Yeah, but Gary at that point, Gary Gary was a world finalist by then. It's not. It's not on the same level as Wadey in 08. That's probably got to be at least yeah. up there. Only on the doubles, but scoring power is enough for Gando. Let, let's not go that. Uh, right. Yeah. Shall we? Um, let's move on from that. Stephen says, "Will there be a PDC Ladies Series this year?" Yes, hundred percent. Yes. I think there'll be two weekends um, this year instead of one, um, and it'll be good as well. Because um, it was last year. Raven says, I miss Scott Rand. I think you're the only person that's ever said that, apart from his own mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, another one that came up was Wadey in the in the eighteen Euros. I'm just having a quick look at now. What did who did he have to go oh, through? Thanks. I was Never there. That was one of the this. worst final days ever. Honestly, that final still gives me nightmares. Uh, Schindler, Ricky Evans, Gezi, Max Hopp, and then Simon Whitlock. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. It's up there, but for me, I'm still going with the 08 UK Open. Yeah, 
That's for me. I know Mace is in the chat room. Do you remember Dortmund that year? It, it, it was when Smirnoff met Jack. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Raymond Fetzer, can we get was, Scott bet... Brandon, Mark Hilton in the Modus Live League, please? Mark Hilton, interestingly, was the first player I ever saw in exhibition. I played against him at 17 years old. Lost 2-1 or 3-2. Didn't, didn't have a clue who it was. I'll be completely honest. At that point, his, uh, his cards used to come with Ian White on the back because he used to do a lot of exhibitions together. But we just had Mark here. Um, always Alvis says, is Barry Bates okay? You answered it earlier, mate. Um, his arthritis played up halfway through the day, but he's had some painkillers and he's, he's he's good, mate. It was just his arthritis played up. <laughs> Mason, horrendous. Laugh out loud. Yeah, if, if you'd have been there, oh, honestly, you've never seen anything like it. Um, well, so we've got coming in then, guys. Give us some good ones. Uh, loads of people asking Ooh, about the Euro Tour as well, Philip. What do you think as well? You, you've been speaking to the guys over at the Euro Tour. What do we expect this yeah, year on yeah, said tour? Speaking to the guys from the Euro Tour, obviously, look, we don't know what's going on over there at the moment because they can't get vaccines and they're all falling out of each other about who's going to supply them. But they were hoping after the match play to get six or seven Euro Tours in before the European Championship finals was their plan. Still think it's doable. Um, so, fingers crossed, that will be up there. If they, if they can get six or seven Euro stores in, in the current climate, they've done really, really well. Best nine um, data of all time. Best nine of all time. Uh, That's a great question. For me, just because how ridiculously easy he made it look, Adrian Lewis against Barney at the Worlds. Because it was just with the, the most. Um, with a crafty line, he like Dick Turpin, he stood and, deliv and delivered. He promised us a nine. That was fantastic. Yeah, it, yeah, just because he made it look absolutely effortless. Um, it, it was so that that would be mine, just because how brilliant it was. Um, Dolan, yeah, Dolan is obviously the first of that one. Um, Taylor, when he went one and two on the same night. So if I ever remember Dean Winstanley well, they, running 400 metres after he hit it. Yeah. What's up, Joe? I was going to say, Buzzy, which one did you say? Because I lost you then for a second. Which one did you go with? Um, my, mine was Adrian Lewis against Barney, where he just made it look like he was just shelling peas at home. No, that's, that's a fair point. Um, I think... <sighs> For me, it was MVG's one in the World Championships back in 13, and it would have been even more amazing if he had hit that double 12. Yeah. The second one straight away. 
that was the difficult. answer to this question would have um, been easy had Paul Lim not missed double 12 against Gary Anderson. Oh, championship. I was in the room that night. I can't tell you what the room was like. It was like a balloon had just been popped when he missed the double 12. Fair, someone, honestly, someone said it in the chat room. And if it had been televised, then yes, it would have been mental sooner, which is 167, 167, 167. Oh, yeah, but the fact it wasn't televised, I can't put it in there. If it was been televised, nothing beats that. That's the perfect nine. Yeah. Owen asked... Uh, the most pain- yeah, both of them were. Yeah. Owen asks, the most painful moment to watch. Uh, he says, for me, it'd be right missing those darts to beat MVG in the Premier League in 2017. Easy one for me, this. Van Gogh missing the double, double 18 back in 2014 for what would have been a record average of 133 in the Premier League against Michael Smith. To see that double 18 missed at that point when he's averaging 134 is heartbreaking. To see, he has to deal with eventually in just an average of 123. But to being at the point where he's nearly averaging 135, 140, and then he misses double 18, that is a heartbreaker. I just pretend, whenever that... Whenever that game is on the, whenever that game is on, I automatically just switch off after he gets down to thirty six. I'm thinking he actually hits this. I don't want to remember it. No, mine, my most painful to watch was, or still is, Barry Van Pier at the Grand Slam. That was yes, very very tough to watch as a fan, more than anything. Um, so yeah, Barry Van Pier at the Slam. And just to see him back playing on a stage again is nothing short of magnificent. So that that would be mine. Uh, I know your last couple job. then, guys. Get them in. What? And we'll do the last couple. What do you mean you know mine? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? Cool, man. <laughs> when Wade misses double 19 for the match at the 2012 World Championships. And then he goes and loses Maybe every that single leg. Yeah, mate. Mine are all are all Kyle. Wade at the match play seven apiece, lets that one slip ten seven. Uh, the European Championships when he hits the nine against Van Gerwen in the semi-final, he's he's one dart away from the Premier League at that moment. That one hurt because we've been talking about that a lot. Um but there was one where, I can't remember where it was, what it was in, but he lost to Phil Taylor in a semi-final of a Euro Tour. And Phil had literally only played one Euro Tour all year that year. And Kyle should have had him. And he let it slip. And that one Because if he'd beaten him, I can't remember who was waiting in the final, but the way Kyle had played all weekend was superb and he would have picked up a Euro Tour and that would have elevated him even more. So, yeah, that, that Phil Taylor loss was, that was up there. Peter says, who will win the most majors this year, lads? Peter, you know you can't drop the M-word. Barry doesn't allow it. They're all televised titles. <laughs> um, who do I think is going to win the most this year? I think, I, I think they'll be shared around again like this year. Um, who do I think Gezi. will win the most this year? James Wade. I think I, th- I think there could be a few of you on two. Mm. Yes. 
And hear me out. There's a reason why I picked Wade. It's because he's already got one. He already has the only one. Yeah. Give you that. And a run at the players. Uh, says most underrated player. player outside the top 64. Suter. Not even a debate. No, I, no. I, I don't Alan, Alan Suter is not him. underrated. That's the issue. He's not underrated. Everybody is fully aware of how good he is. We spent countless hours talking about him for the last six fans, weeks. Though, Casual fans, though, that's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, um, the casual fans okay, won't know anyone that's right. Fine. In which case, then, I'll go with Kieran Tian. I think he's class. On his day, he can turn it on and he can go and reach reach events and go and reach big TV titles. can go and reach big TV events, maybe win a Pro Tour title. I think he's class. I can't. I would say Scott King Barry, but I don't think outside he's... the top sixty-four. But they're not underrated either. They're, they're former world champions. Between them, the one I've got that's in why I can't, mind is I can't the do current King world world number sixty-seven. Really? Yeah, I don't disagree. Don't disagree. I've got two that I try and. I've got two that I can't split. One of them is Richie Edhouse. Yeah. And the other is Big Bad Boris. My hero. Don't disagree there. Boris needs a B game. Boris needs a B game. Yes. Louis Williams as well. That's not a bad shout. Liam Gallagher for me. Why not? Yes, the Oasis puns are back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, Liam Gallagher is right up there, but he's got to cast no shadow first. <laughs> he slid away after Q school. Exactly, just just slid away and he's, done, he's not Martin looking back Atkins, in anger. Brackets, Wigan. The brackets are whoa, back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Atkins, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> There's been a very public divorce. And anyone that followed Very. the Super Series knows that Bracket Wiggins has gone. It is just it Martin Atkins now, guys. Bracket's Wiggin has gone. It's no more. He'll, he'll still be Bracket's Wiggin to me, God damn it. <laughs> says Peter Jakes. Peter Jakes is not a bad shout. He had a very, very good Super Series. Uh, Boris Coltsov is the one we're talking about, Jonathan. Although Kirchmar's uh, right up there as well. You're not a soft tip. Finalist for nothing. Um, where else do we go? Shall we go? What are your thoughts on Damon Hetter as a whole? Solid. Good. The next James really Wade with a better scoring. Really I think his doubling when he's on is ridiculous. A very, for me, he'll end up somewhere between 24. And 16, if he can have a couple of good TV runs, he can go into that top 16, but comfortably somewhere between 16 and 24. For me. Reese says, says top three commentators slash pundits of all time. I don't think we could disagree on the majority of the top three, although whether Rodney Studd is up there yet is a question. Number one. There is no other. There is no other that can compare to the great Sydney. 
that's a fact. And anybody who says otherwise is wrong. Two, I want to say Gwynny. I think he's absolutely majestic with the with the English language. And I'm number learning. three, this is my number. Yeah, I'd have Gwynny over Lanning. And this is where I don't know yet because I, I loved Lanning because purely for the reaction to the nine data for Taylor, the second one, when Sid goes, Dave Lanning, say it, because I'm gobsmacked. And then he goes, you have moment of greatest sporting history, certainly in darts. Two nine darters in one night for Phil Taylor. Tell your grandchildren about this. And you just think, that. how does he think that does he come up with it? But I don't know whether Rodney now gets up to that level. I just don't know, is the honest answer. But the top two for me are Sid and Gwynny. Uh, and I can't split it between Lano put... and Rodney. I, I can't put anyone that is still commentating currently in a top three of all time. You only get that accolade once you have finished. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, Sid, Dave and John, for that reason. Yeah, they are the, the trifecta. If you like, I mean, yeah. Mace is. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying this because he's in the chat room. Mace is excellent, but I think even I, I, to be fair, he's even in the chat room saying now that he's he's even agreeing that it is that, it, that those are the top three. Look, I, I think Rodney will get up. Will be in that great category. I think he is there. I just don't know whether I can just put him over Lano yet. Um. Where was it? Peter Wright says thoughts on Gary Anderson, legend. Spoke to him today. Can't wait to go for Wagon Mummers again. Some too fake that. Should they make the trebles and the doubles smaller from Tommy? No. Oh, right. I'll tell you what, just for a laugh, I would love to see a tournament on those trainer boards just to see. I think you'd get bored very, very quickly. The novelty of it would wear off. We are so used to the current standard and level that anything less than that would be perceived as poor or not well received. And they haven't... look. The dimensions have changed a little bit since 25 years ago, but that's because the wires have got thinner and the staples aren't there anymore. There is genuinely more room in the segment. The board as a size hasn't really changed. Yeah, it's just the wires. The amount the, of metal the, laid the on top of the house. Big. Yeah. The, 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 tar- and the, the whole, area becomes bigger. The whole unicorn treble 20 segment is bigger than other brands has been debunked as a massive myth. It's actually the opposite. Superb, everyone. Right, one more. Pick one more, guys, and then we're going to wrap today up. We've almost been going for two hours again. We massively appreciate you all spending your time with us on a Monday, so we will do one more. While we're talking about boards... Let's, let's, let's do this one. Um, tournament on a quadro board. Yes, please. Yorkie board. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Yorkie board. Yeah, I'd, 
yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see the, the quadro board like back in the day. I think it'd be decent, to be fair. Double board mm-hmm. yeah, for me. I'd... Like to see a, like, like a double board. You mean the Yorkshire board? The Yorkie board, absolutely right. Yorkie board. I remember De- Dennis Priestley first played on the Trevor board. He's like, what are they? <laughs> um, right, right well, everyone, we've go. nearly waffled for two hours and I must say a huge, huge thank you to everyone who has participated in the show today. The chat room has been absolutely on fire tonight. Um, Recess, will there be a live lounge next Monday? No, because of the Premier League. However, no, we are looking it's to... Not, no, whoa, Barzi. Next Monday, yes. Next Monday is the big Premier League preview. Premier League preview next Monday, but Premier League on the Monday when it starts, we will probably look to do one on the Sunday evening, guys, because you guys deserve it. We can't have a week off of the live lounge. It just wouldn't be prim or proper. Cheers, Peter. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone in the chat room saying great show. It's you guys that make it a great show. I'm about to say, I was just going to say, and the, the added bonus of it being on the Sunday, on Easter Sunday, is that you'll see me after having a few bevs. What more could you want on a Sunday night? So get your barley questions in. Please, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, not again. Oh my. Again. Oh my goodness. Uh, Dave, thank you very, very much. And like I said, everyone... You have been outstanding in the chat room. We massively appreciate your continued support. We wouldn't be doing it without you. Remember, the live league returns in the morning, 9.30. The first game is on. We cannot wait for that, everyone. Thank you very much. Have a safe Monday, and we will see you all very, very soon. I've been Bill Bars, Jack Gobbigar with Jonathan. Good night, everyone. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.